Craft Beer Radio, episode 418, on April 9th, 2017. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. We're back for another exciting edition with Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, and brought back a bunch of stuff from uh, Arizona and around that area. So happy to um, try again with my Arizona, this time looking at the dates and trying to get stuff that's uh, <laughs> uh, much, much better. Yeah, last year. Do you go out there once a year or more than once a year? I go out there twice, twice a year, year yeah. um, in general. Uh, December and um, you know in April. Right. Yeah. So, so last when you went back there in December, you brought a bunch of beers back, but <laughs> epically unlucky. Yeah. Well, that, I was also. I mean, I was in Phoenix. That's where I got the beers, and it wasn't the best place. There were much better places I went to this time that you know had okay. everything labeled. So mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some. Uh, br- none of these breweries we can get here. Yeah. Normally. And I'm looking forward to trying this Firestone Walker. So yes. let's do that first. So this is 805, which is a Blondale. Um, they say they created for the California lifestyle. Uh, 4.7% alcohol volume. And yeah, I wasn't quite aware what it was uh, when I saw it. And I looked. I think I looked it up and I was like, oh, well, hey. what? Another one of these beers I got is a, is a Scottish Ale. Not my favorite type of beer, but hey. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean I shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't have it on the show. May I have your glass, Nicholas? Oh, my bad. It's busy un- untapping something over there. I was reading. So I don't have a notebook. Well, you want one? That's no, all right. I just, I just type it in my thoughts. It's easier. Okay. So this beer is, well, it's got uh, golden color. It's very clear. Yeah, it's a rich gold. Very clear. Fingerprints are magnified through the glass. Smells sweet. It smells kind of like a Blondale. It does have that sweet kind of sugary um, lollipop-like aroma. Okay, yeah. The, um, the aroma, it's malt-forward. You're getting kind of a clean, pale malt, but there's kind of like a honey note coming through on the sides. I can see that. I don't think there's honey added. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, I can yeah. see where you, you can go honey. I think you can go kind of sweet, almost circus peanutty type situation. Yeah, I well, guess there's a little bit of, um, like, so circus peanuts is kind of like a, a banana slash. Right. You're saying, like, uh, honey, but it's actually, on here it's saying formerly known as the honey blonde. Oh, well. Then maybe honey is an ingredient. Or honey not according or... to... Well, they don't say. All they say here is subtle malt sweetness balanced by a touch of hops. Okay. For the California lifestyle. Creating a versatile beer with a clean finish. Now, versatile? I mean, I guess there's like, well, you can use it for a bunch of foods and shit. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, yeah. What else are you going to do with it? Versatile. I mean, it's obviously marketing speak, but it Mm -hmm. sounds to me, you know, it's like... It's not too bitter, it's not too alcoholic, it's not too anything, so it's versatile. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like sweet and malty. It's a Blondale. It, yeah. It's it's sweet, it's kind of pushing on the sweet without having the, the kind of malt that you would want in like a barley wine. Like barley yeah. wine is sweet and malty, this is sort of more sweet and um, doesn't have any depth to that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you you know, I think pairing with food, this I'd put this with a salad with vinegar dressing or something. Yeah. So you have the tartness kind mm-hmm. of taking cutting the sweetness on the beer or the beer softening the tartness in the salad. A really light fish like a tilapia might work as well. That sounds good right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if it's with the fish with just some lemon, um, but I wouldn't go anything with any flavors that would <laughs> any strong flavors. Like you wouldn't have this with barbecue. You wouldn't have this with something that would take over a lot of your palate because mm-hmm. it would it would overwhelm this completely. Yeah, it's it's fine, but there's nothing mm-hmm. you know nothing great about it. it it's 
so how would I compare this to um what was what was the one from um not Fort Collins but uh <laughs> the the one I crapped all over <laughs> from the from New Belgium um yeah, we did that probably about three or four shows ago. Right, what was that well, their their new like offering? Yeah. And it was this is this strikes me as better made. I, I don't have a clear enough recollection of that one too. <laughs> like I get what they're going for. This this feels like a Blondale to me. It feels like you're fitting with the style. I'm not a big fan of Blondales, but it feels like you're fitting with the style. It feels like you're going with something mm-hmm. that I can understand. Whereas everything just felt kind of very, very safe and samey about that new Belgium one, and less like it even tried to do a style, and more like it just was going for something that was the barest minimum of flavor. I think this is fine. I don't think this is like exceptional or good, or even that I would really recommend it to people. But I think mm-hmm. it's better than that. Okay, new Belgium mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I just. I drank it, and I really find myself thinking that the beer would be enjoyable paired with food or something like that. But by itself, it's kind of just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so maybe versatile does come into play, because it needs to have something to... It's like, what is a, what is a hammer without a nail to, to put it in, right? <laughs> it's a weapon. <laughs> I guess. Let's see, what, what was that new Belgium? Dayblazer. That's it. Hey, this Mother Road beer has one of those pull-off tops. Yep. Fancy. It has a bunch of crud in the top of it. Let's see if I can get that cleaned up. Clean off that crud. I don't know. Drinking this blonde, though, it kind of like... It's leaving like a tingling sensation on my tongue. And I don't know why. Well, carbonation, probably. I guess, but I never like really... It's just like really (laughs) prominent on this. And I'm like, uh... I don't know. I wasn't really noticing it. Actually, last week on the show, we did this new hibiscus beer from Great Lakes. And for me, that had this like unusual tartness to it because there was nothing in the process or the ingredients that should have made it tart. Yeah. But I really liked that beer because it gave it a kind of a depth that mm-hmm. a kind of an otherwise mm-hmm. light, unobtrusive beer normally doesn't have. All right, so let's stick with the light train. Mother Road Brewing Company makes a Kolsch-style ale. I had this down there, and I really enjoyed it, so hopefully it'll be similar. We've had Mother Road in the past, and it was not successful. So <laughs> it is one of those cans that just opens up and becomes a uh, cup. A cup. So it's neat. So this pours a another another golden beer. It's a little less full in terms of gold, like not quite as. Um, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's a little more bronzish, I guess, or less bronzish, and more just sort of off. strawish. But there's still a lot going on here. And who is this? Mother, Mother Road. Road, Flagstaff, Arizona. This one is four point three percent alcohol volume. Another immaculately clear beer. Nick was saying in the pre-show, I want to mention this in the main show, that I kind of have spoiled him. He was, <laughs> he was, you know, seeing my tweets, and he thought that I was carrying on an awful lot about dirty beer glasses in my tweets. Yes. Now when he goes out to a bar, he notices just how dirty his beer glasses are. Yes, and now I feel like I am... Yes, I, I am brought to a new light that has also spoiled some joys in the yeah. life. <laughs> he took the blue pill, and now he'll never be the same. Once you open up that, once you walk through that threshold. <laughs> so, getting some fruity, like pear, like stone fruit uh, aromas coming off of this. Yeah, I think stone fruit's a good call. Like Kind of like a... Apricot or something like that. And maybe some pear as well. Yeah, along with that, you know, it's a really clean malt bill. Just kind of general light maltiness. And then, you know, some of that little fruitiness on the aroma as well. 
Kolsch is typically a cold conditioned ale, German style beer. Um, fruitiness, not necessarily stone fruit, but a fruitiness is kind of something I look for in the mm-hmm. beer. Kind of like a white wine or a grape grape skin or something like that. Is yeah, kind a little, of what I notice mostly. A little fruit coming off of, of, of the sort of the aftertaste is where you really want it to to be strong. You don't want it to feel like a fruited beer. You want it to sort of feel like a kind of lagerish malt and then have some sort of fruity kind of notes that come up afterwards. This one isn't as sweet as that last mm-hmm. one. It's already a lot more drinkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finishes nice and clean. A little minerally note at the end there, I'd say. And like a slight chalkiness on your tongue, but pretty dry. When I had this like after a big IPA, I really noticed the fruitiness. Now I'm not really noticing the fruitiness okay. here. Uh, was it draft when you had it? No, it was out of a can. Out of a can. Okay. But this was somebody um, who. So we had like a sort of mini beer fest at our opening party, and uh, there were some people there from. Four Peaks and okay. from uh, uh, Barrio and from Mother Road. And the guy from Four Peaks, I talked to him a little bit, and uh, he said, he pointed out Mother Road's coach. He said, you really should try that. It's like good, if not better, than our coach. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And it, he was, I mean, that day he was right in the money. It was great. Right. Like, Holy shit, it's Greg Weiss. <laughs> no. And then there was, um, there was also, uh, a place there that had like a peanut butter ale <laughs> and I went there and talked to the guy and uh, he was like, yeah, it's better than, better than any peanut butter ale you ever had, better than sweet baby Jesus, better than all that stuff. And I was like, I mean, I, I've had sweet baby Jesus and don't love it, but okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was, I was like, but I'm going to tell you the truth when I said to you, <laughs> because he's also saying weird things. Like he was saying, um, he was telling other people about it and telling me about it and saying, what we do is we, we, we boil off all the sweetness because we, we put in a longer boil to boil off all the sugars. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what he means. What he meant. This, yeah. And it's the opposite. First off, you don't boil off sugars. You don't boil off sugars. You can turn but disaccharides into, into monosaccharides that yeast can eat. But that's not the boil. Right, but right, but the, well, the boil in itself is going to have the opposite effect because you're going to evaporate more water, right. condensing the sugars. Uh huh. So <laughs> it wasn't very good. And I told him like this, this is this is astringent and it tastes kind of ashy and the peanut butter. And he's like, and he didn't really have much of a response to me. <laughs> he kind of focused <laughs> on other people. And he's like, okay, next. Yep. He started ignoring you. So he was basically just a salesman that did a terrible he, job with the product. He was. He had something to do with the brewery. He may have been the brewer. I don't know what his what his spiel was, but he it was not good. I mean, I've always learned you never set them up to expect the greatest thing ever. You always want to kind of lowball it. Then if it's really good, then they're like more surprised. Like, oh, uh, I thought this was going to be. Well, no, I, I think uh, I think a general <laughs> strategy is people don't really at a beer fest don't really know what they're tasting right. or whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just. Polish your and you're going for at that time he was not going for somebody like me. He was going for people who don't have beer a lot and are looking for some interesting flavors in their yeah. beer. So it might be unique to have a peanut butter beer, but and uh, some of the people there apparently liked it. But yeah, not not me. That was the Mother Road Kolsch. Yeah, this was. This is was really good. I, I mean, I enjoyed this. It's not not quite what I look for, like a German style Kolsch, mm-hmm. which would generally be a lot drier still. Yeah. But uh, it was a perfectly fine beer. Uh, we had Mother Road send us beers, asked them for some samples uh, not too long ago, and uh, we pretty much panned them across the board with they the samples they sent us. It did not us. work out. Yeah, and so. uh, but this one's good. The one that they didn't, <laughs> they didn't send, send us. us. Okay, on to some of the uh, stronger stuff now. So, do you want to say, do we go to Goza and say on sort of the lightish trend, or do you want to just dive yeah. in? Yeah, I mean, so we got a Scottish Ale, an Old Bruin, a Goza with citrus, it looks like, and an IPA. Let's do the Goza. Okay. 
Now, I don't really have much information on this because they, they Borderlands, I guess it's a rotating thing and they don't have something on their okay. website for it. But it's 4.3%, um, uh, and it's just called their uh, Citrana Sour. I guess one of the things that they do limey. in uh, Borderlands is they, they source all their uh, materials from local Okay. Yeah, another thing on why I like pulling up Untapped on here is to see the mistakes that are on Untapped. Uh-huh. So that's from their website saying, what is it? Four point. Uh, four point three. Six point three. They have it on here. I mean, this. I'm, I'm, I'm going can. by Beer Advocate. Yeah. And I'll go by the can here. The can says six point three. So, so it's six point three. I'm guessing six point three is is the right. Yeah, with a ten IBU rating. Okay, so. Yeah, that's right. And SRM, which is the color, is three. So this is another kind of golden strawish, but it, it's it's very uh, <laughs> lots of stuff inside. Isn't yeah, it? giant lime aroma on this mm-hmm. thing. You know, wow, it's big time lime. It almost smells a bit like a mojito we were talking about earlier in the yeah. pre-show. Mojitos, <laughs> tiny Rick. <laughs> Did smell the smell the lactic acid on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some tanginess in there too. But the the lime is out front. It's it's a bit lime juice, but there's also like kind of a lime peel aroma coming off it, which it, it smells pretty good. It smells kind of like a cocktail, like I mentioned the mojito. It's mm-hmm. <clears throat> May I read this detailed thing they have on here? Mm-hmm. If you think it's worthwhile, I think it may. will be because I want to hear your thoughts on it after going into it. So the details on it says, Citrana is often referred to as, quote, Tucson's original sour beer, end quote. We've modernized this 400-plus-year-old German recipe by making a beer that's just a little higher in ABV and uses, uh, you'll have to forgive me on the pronunciation on that one, Greg. You didn't even pronounce it. No, I don't even want to say it. Cardamom. Thank you. I didn't want to botch it. I had never seen that one before. Alongside the traditional... Coriander. Thank you. <laughs> and sea salt, I got this one. To enhance the aroma and truly differentiate it from other gozas. You saw the mare. It's citrusy and refreshing and great introduction to sour beers in general. That's what I'm curious about. To goza, it's... Um, the cardamom and the coriander aren't nearly as potent as you would expect. I mean, cardamom is a super... Potent spice, mm-hmm. a little bit goes a long way, and I taste it now in the aftertaste for sure. I'm not sure I would have really called it without looking for it though. It's right. definitely restrained, which is nice because you can go yeah, yeah. overboard on cardamom easy. easy. Uh, this is nice. It has a nice, I guess, part of the thing with when they increase the alcohol, it does give it a more filling body, right? It, it doesn't feel. As uh, mm-hmm. as aqueous as the last two beers felt, you know, which I expected with their ABV mm-hmm. and and what they were trying to do, but this definitely has a much more filling body, nice level of sourness. The saltiness is, you know, the salt that is is in line. It's it's doing its job really. Right. It's not salty tasting, but it, it's definitely opening up the savoriness of this beer. This mm-hmm. is really the good. Beer. coming through. This is nice. I'm glad that we actually get some Arizona beers that work. Yeah, sorry, I was just curious about reading that long detailed mm-hmm. thing. I thought that was that was nice because I didn't have that information, and uh, it's good to know that there's some ingredients that we can try to look for. Mm-hmm. So coriander, uh, so cardamom is a, is a spice. I forget what it's made from, but coriander is the seeds of cilantro. Okay, so they taste it tastes very different from cilantro, <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's another spice, kind of on the same realm as. Uh, as cardamom, but cardamom is is kind of woodier. Yeah, it's it's woodier. There's a little bit more of a aromatic, like right. A, I don't want to. Cardamom reminds me of like Palo Santo wood, like that kind of mm-hmm. perfumey wood. It, it's it's used a lot of times in Indian cooking, so right. you know I kind of think Indian flavors mm-hmm. when I think cardamom mm-hmm. as well. Hey, I'm still learning. Gotta gotta get you to a spice uh, show and just try out various yeah. different spices. It's mm-hmm. helpful. 
it's helpful to understand what these spices are doing. Yeah, because I have no idea. That's why I looked at it and I was like, oh, I don't even want to try it. That was the Borderlands Citrana Southwestern Style Goza. <laughs> you know <the> Borderlands? Borderlands. <laughs> Is that what I said? Yes. <laughs> oh. The Borderlands. The Borderlands. Why did I say it that way? I don't know. Borderlands. Yes. You didn't bring in any any water. Oh, I poured a pitcher. <laughs> there's, a, there's a full pitcher of water over it on the bar. Let me grab it. All right. Next beer. Let's do the Kilt Lifter Scottish Style Ale. This is from Four Peaks Brewing. Four Peaks is in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, Arizona. Greg, when Greg flies back, he only brings canned beer. Uh, so we got a lot of pounders this time, which is good since we got a third guest on the show. Yeah, these are great Perfect for, for a back. 5 a.m. wake up call. So this is the one time where I actually had a can that uh, busted on the way. Yeah, great had uh, a leaker. It actually it didn't like open up completely, but it sprung like a, very, a leak at the bottom, like just a little. <laughs> at the bottom? Like, yeah. Weird. I know, usually they really leak around strange. the seam. So the whole thing, kinda, the inside of my suitcase sort of smelled like beer a little bit, but this uh, kind of absorbed most of it. Uh-huh. So. Your first message was like uh, 11 of them landed safely or yeah. something. And I'm like, how many casualties did we have? <laughs> <laughs> I no because I thought that was as many how many I had, mm-hmm. uh, and then I checked and you know because that was just me landing safely and right. yeah when you said landed safely I wasn't sure if you were inferring that there were casualties <laughs> and no. then like half an hour later you're like oh there was a casualty yeah. <laughs> so kilt lifter is uh, Scottish style ale one of Four Peaks big you know original uh, brews. Uh, Four Peaks, of course, owned. We should mention that Four Peaks is owned by Anheuser-Busch. Just so people are like, well, what are you doing on the craft beer radio? Well, because it's a Scottish style ale, which is a craft style. Mm -hmm. Uh, 6% alcohol by volume, 21 IBU. The malts that are used. Finally have information from from a bunch of these places. Uh, Caramel 80, L. Carap Hills Roasted Barley, and Two Row, and the hops are golding. It's won awards. So Great American Beer Fest bronze in 98, 99, and 2003. Silver in 2009 and 2013. World Beer Cup bronze in 2014. And gold in 2016. Hmm. The color is, I don't know if you mentioned this, it's kind of a cola-like. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little sort of rosy, gold, rosy color with that. And... Smells like a lot of malts. A lot of caramel. Six percent Scottish ale, so not Scotch, not big eight percent beer. Right. Kind of like a um, sixty shilling, eighty shilling, something like that. I remember th- when I was first getting into craft beer, mm-hmm. and there wasn't many places around here in Cramity for beer, but there was Dominico's, which had like a hundred different bottles of beer. And I remember having Bellhaven Scottish Ale. Okay. And thinking that the um, kind of cidery infected fermentation was a hallmark of a Scottish Ale. Because like every <laughs> Bellhaven that I had was kind of apple and thin okay. and fizzy. Right. So this is... People who have listened to the show for a while know I'm not a big fan of, of Scottish styles ale, Scottish style ales. I think this is really well done for a Scottish style ale. It's still not like in my wheelhouse of things I like, but this is I can really drink this and see like this is enjoyable for what it is. And if you like a Scottish style ale, I think this is going to really hit a nice spot. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It kind of gives like a little bit of like a smokiness to it, mm-hmm. um, like a toffee kind of right without going overboard. Yeah, I mean it's because so many times when I drink a beer that has like a smokiness a lot of the times i feel it might be a little over smoked mm-hmm. in a sense and this is just like that nice little subtle i don't feel like i'm sucking down like a campfire drinking it which i've had from others yeah it's a little bit like a barley wine without the sweetness aspect mm. so and adding a little bit more smoke instead of sweetness 
because you get kind of the texture is similar to a barley wine. It's a little little thinner because it's a little lower in alcohol, but something about the texture and the flavor feels somewhat similar, but it doesn't have the kind of sweetness. Yeah, so for me, I'm not digging this one. Hmm. It, the malt's coming across more like an Irish red or something like I that. I was thinking that this, this kind of feels like what an Irish red than should a be. Scottish ale. And that's just, I've only had like one Irish red that mm. I thought has been good. And that's the one from Alpine. Mm. Alpine makes a fantastic Irish red. Uh, other than that, the whole style can burn in a fire. Uh, <laughs> wow. The, uh, but this one, you know, this is, I'm going to try to figure out how this is not, in my opinion, not really a Scottish ale and more like an Irish red. But uh, my my first impression is that I'm not digging this because it, it reminds me of a style that I don't care for. In my mind, it's funny because in my mind I was thinking that this this feels like what Irish red probably should be. But also, <laughs> like I'm not a big fan of Irish red either. So, um, but like Irish red should probably taste more like this, and Scottish ale mm-hmm. should have. You know, Scottish ale, I'd expect to have more maltiness to it, mm-hmm. more. Uh, you were mentioning kind of like barley wine. I wouldn't go barley wine, but, you know, things like cinnamon roll, bread pudding. You know, you should have a little more flavors like that in the beer. Okay, so now Scottish ales are still clean and they can be dry. So don't think big, sweet, dessert, pastry type beer. But, you know, those like some of those notes from those pastries and things like that is what I'd be looking for. Where this is kind of very crisp. You know, in the mobile, I'm trying to figure out how to describe. So, if this hasn't really changed, I don't know if that's true. If this, if this hasn't really changed much from 1998, you can sort of get where they were going for because this is kind of like a stronger, slightly stronger mm-hmm. red ale. Yeah. Um, that in mm-hmm. 1998 you might have called a Scottish ale. <laughs> yeah. And would have been fine. And so, but and you figure that they kept this brand around because mm-hmm. it's their flagship, so it's going on for this long. But they probably have a stronger version. Right, I'm guessing. I, I wouldn't guess anything really, but yeah, they might do a Scotch ale or something like that. Hmm. We haven't included Nick much this show. How you doing over there? I'm doing well. Just listening. Nick's gonna be moving to Philly soon. Yes. So we're gonna lose Nick. So if you like jazz and you live in Philly, you need to look up. Nick Jones music um, Twitter, right? Uh, Eddie yeah. Jones. Right? Yeah, I am actually purchasing my own domain currently, ooh, so ooh. I will be having that happening. Wow, top level. Yeah, Hardcore. you know where I'll have like one view a month, and it's most likely me. <laughs> Dot Nick Jones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two beers left. We should yes. probably do our commercial. Okay. What? <laughs> Jackson Brown's still playing, apparently. Uh, uh, <laughs> you need to put me up. There you go. Slider. Hey, so if you're thinking about uh, going shopping on Amazon, then uh, don't do that. <laughs> go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon instead. Now you're going to ask me what the domain was because I finally do it. Do what? craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Oh, appreciate it. Awesome. Our conditioning finally worked on Nick. <laughs> yes, anytime you want to do your Amazon shopping, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. I'm feeling like an IPA. All right, let's bring it on. So this was the only IPA uh, that I was getting down there that was reasonably tropical. <laughs> reasonably in, in the stuff that I, you know, that is the phase three-ish that I was looking for. Because all the other stuff was very West Coasty. You figure Arizona breweries would be like doing like prickly pear IPAs like out the wazoo. I, they may be, like but... nonstop. But this was at least one that was available, um, easily available where we were. So this is from Barrio, and this is their Citrus Zona. Um, probably if I taste it now, it probably, I'm betting it's going to be like, oh, this is more phase two, but it was, (laughs) it was something that was a little bit different from the other stuff that I was getting at the time. 6.6 to knock by volume 68 IBU. Actually, no. Okay. So that that does have kind of a mosaic and, um, tangerine hint on the aroma. 
I've never heard of Barrio Brewing, so this is new to me. Their neck label on the can is local, independent, and native. Oof. It's hot. It's piney, hoppy. BarrioBrewing.com. To me, that's mosaic. May I see that can? Yeah, there's there's definitely mosaic. You know, there's a mango thing. Mm -hmm. The first sniff, I did get something that was kind of kind of grapefruity pine, but it was kind of just kind of a sensory overload. And then once I was tuned in a little bit more, I was definitely getting something more mango-y. I mean, I know, I think there's almost certainly some of the uh, CTZ hops, the traditional stuff that gets piney. Yeah, I mean, it could also be that same exact thing. The first thing I just Mm -hmm. smelt was a strong sense of hops, and I was like, oof. I remember taking a sniff of this and saying, oh, oh, good, there's mosaic in here. (laughs) Make it good, there's some new hops. It has a great aroma, really, really Mm -hmm. dense, full. The color is um, back to sort of a golden. Mm Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's kind of two point five ish, right? It has a little bit of yeah. um, of some mosaic stuff going on, and, and it feels like there's Amarillo or maybe Simcoe, uh, Simcoe or Tomahawk or right. something like that. It's a nice blend. There's, there's kind of a juiciness mm-hmm. to it. It does kind of dry out, and it, it gets you a little bit of like pine chips or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Almost like a pine mulch or pine needles, you get a little bit of that. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good call. I like that because, or like a pine tea, like you ever made tea with pine needles or something <laughs> like that, which I never had, but I could like, just imagine it. I can see you doing like <laughs> spruce tips or something. I know this is going to sound weird, but this totally reminds me of when I was a kid and my brother made me bite a pine branch. Okay, okay. and that sappiness from sure. it is what. I'm like being hit with that sappiness of a pine branch kind of. Okay. Yeah, totally. That that is, yeah, probably an abusive brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zeus or Tomahawk can go in that range. Yeah. I'm surprised that maybe it was it springtime when like the sap was running because I mean, like I'm (laughs) thinking, I'm mentioning this only because this seems more like, pine tips or something like young and fresh and green because mm-hmm. like pine sap like late in the season mm-hmm. is tar and yeah. thick and bitter as well, I can't really recall the exact date and time yeah. of being five but okay. no, I know that that's it's, it's also an exaggeration but no that's like what the, I'm sure. getting that like sappiness right. okay. kind of from it that little bit of like a bitter but it's not like overly kind of oppressive in a sense it's funny because the aroma has a lot more mosaic than, than the flavor does mm-hmm. yeah it's in there if you, yeah if, like this last sip that i just took is definitely kind of more like dried pineapple mm. dried mango you know certain notes mm-hmm. that but then it definitely pulls back into that more bitter piney note as well it's definitely doing that 2.5 type right but it's, it's a nice it's, it was a nice to have a little bit of a departure from the sort of standard mm-hmm. you know double simcoe-esque stuff that uh was getting down there right just re- we just went to uh dancing gnome yesterday oh yeah and so let's say i had their australian pale ale okay I asked, yeah i asked them what's the difference why is this american chance in australian hops said okay that's all you have to say <laughs> Jump on that, and then I think I had their um, just regular IPA. I like their Australian pale ale a little mm-hmm. more. I, I really enjoyed the Australian pale yeah, ale. I had they, the Australian at Mad Max a couple weeks ago. It was pretty good. I had um, Hillicon Brewing just opened. That's a, a home brewer friend of mine who's been working on this brewery for like five years, and they just opened. Uh, I've had a couple of their beers, but I just had their IPA and. You know, they're kind of no-nonsense with names, right? It's Helicon IPA, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, make sure you check out Helicon. You know, one of the beers I wanted to bring, the beer that broke was Dragoon's IPA, just called okay. Dragoon IPA. And it, it, it was a nice. It was definitely phase two, but it was a nice, it was a well-done phase two. All right, now we go to a old brew mm-hmm. in a pounder can. So yeah, this is the first time I had an, an old brew in the can. Uh, so old brew is kind of like um, Flanders. I don't know how many of you those you've had. Um, so 
it's 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 it would be more closer to the Lindemans than the other other beers you've had tonight. Okay, it's gonna have a little bit of sourness. It's gonna be more Belgian inspired. Well, he said Cosmic Mother Funk, right? So. Yes. Yeah, I've I've had a few in uh, this style. Definitely, obviously, not as much as like the IPA or anything like that. I feel like I say that every single time you ask me, have <laughs> Have you had something of this sort? Well, I've had it a few times. This is from so. Four Cones Brewery. This is the Savor series. Belgian style, Old Brunel. Can conditioned, if you will, <laughs> aged for twenty one months. Batch number twenty five, or no, this batch was twenty five barrels. Seven percent alcohol by volume, twenty three IBU. Uh, so this was the only can that had a date that was a little bit past the date that I wanted. Like if you look at the bottom, mm-hmm. I think it says. By like sometime in February or something. Oh, there's this yellow. Best by March. March, right? So it's a, it's April now, yeah. but I figured okay, it's an out it's an outbrun, right? I mean, how much could one extra month do to it? It's not. Right. I'm not looking, for, you know, at hot fading. Yeah, I mean, the label here has you know. Basically, a great. It's a blend of fresh. Not and that it's called. It's, sorry, it's called on the website a small batch seller series. So I mean, oh, <laughs> not the saver series. Can't call no, it the no. It says series. it says seller series on the web. Can't say saver series. Saver series. So. so the can says blend of fresh and aged ale with wild Saccharomyces, Britannomyces, Lactobacillus, and Pediococcus, Holy providing a, a distinct tartness. Uh, okay, I don't really want to read the. The flavors they're talking about becomes more complex as the beer warms. May I see the can? No. Well, thank you, sir. You can see it, but you can't. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it's very, like, gritty. Like, it has, like, a nice little coppery, kind of, like, amber-looking color to it, but mine has, like, some chunks floating around. You did get the last one. That's what I was thinking, too. I got the last of the pour, and it's chunky. Greg was first. Is yours clearer than mine? Not really. No. And then check mine. He's got all the... So you've got all the the delicious... You got all the dirty stuff in there, but... Deliciousness. Yeah, they're definitely different. Yeah. But you can... uh, I know. You I'm, can mix if you want. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I like it dirty. <laughs> All right. So you roam on this one. You're getting. Yeah, it smells. I mean, it's got this a flandery note with the, the sort of pedio, so slightly cheesy, rindy mm-hmm. thing going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm actually smelling Brett is kind of the main thing. Kind of the more that dusty, leathery type thing is the main aroma that I'm getting. Yeah, hmm. I agree more with that. That was the kind of I was getting from Interesting, that. Interesting, because to me, the pedio is, is to, I mean, I definitely smell the, the bready stuff, but the pedio is mm-hmm. coming through most because I'm like a Limburger and a very cheesy, rindy note. The okay, actually, yeah, that that's interesting because it it does, it's really not very tart at all. There's a little bit of tartness. It's there. not too tart. The the malt bill again, it's that red ale malt bill that I'm getting. Kind of feels like an Irish red to me, right? Where it's it's not too toasty. It's just a little bit of crustiness to it. It's definitely caramelly and toffee. Mm-hmm. I don't know about, but I, I'm not getting like a, a smoky bit that I might expect from a red ale. I'm not getting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Red ale it doesn't doesn't feel like a red ale to me. No, okay. it's it's, it's, it's kind of a little bit of like a sour note, like not. Well, sh- but yeah, that's intentional. Yeah, that, that's part. Yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it has a sour. Not getting much of like the red note, but I, I like the idea of the toffiness to it. Um. I'm getting a. It's not. It's the same exact feeling that I'm getting from like a saltiness, but it's not salt. If that's so, you're getting sort of a. Ta- it's a tanginess, right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. I think that's more or less what I'm trying to describe. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a red ale. It's not. I mean, it's not the best outburn I've had because it doesn't have a, you know, a whole lot you know, of. No, it tastes character. like it tastes like some of those dry logs before dry log got good. 
Okay, yeah, I can see that, right? It tastes like dialogue when they were good, so I don't it know. tastes like an underdeveloped sour. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's stuff going on here. You can feel like it, it's developing, but it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Like, so the complexity isn't there yet, and it's sort of it's a little muddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the I think the flavors are down. But I would like yet yeah, more a more complex sourness and more complex sort of estery component to come off the yeast. It, it well. kind of tastes like. Flat in a sense, yeah. As if yeah. the ale went it, bad. It, well, I mean, I'm not saying it's I, terrible. I, I think, I'm it, just I think to it needs a little more acidity to make the beer pop. Right, mm-hmm. it's a little so it's not quite acidic enough. And then you know they're using this wild culture with all this stuff in it, but the it's kind of muddy, right? I mean, the Brett's kind of leading. There's a bit of you know PDO, but the PDO is like kind of leading towards sewer drain and not really going in an interesting cheesy way um yeah it feels like it's just getting off to a start and they need they need to blend it and do some more with it and and i don't i didn't mean the the sewer drain part is necessarily saying it smells like sewer drain it's but it's it's tangential to that as opposed to a great washed rind cheese Mm -hmm. i'm with you this is like this needs two years of maturity on their sourness. Right? The, the culture needs yeah, to develop, right. mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to recap, be too repetitive. But you know, listeners come and go. Uh, we have a local brewery here in Pittsburgh called Drylog. They're in Millville, and they had the mission of doing wild inspired ales, you know, sours, things like that, and I appreciated from day one that that's a very difficult mission that it takes a lot of capital and time and effort to develop that kind of program so i gave them a lot of time you know i never really criticized their underdeveloped beers and then just last year they turned the corner and they're making some really good stuff Mm -hmm. and so like for this beer you know if fort collins is um culture if their souring program is in its infancy mm-hmm. then it needs to have you know give them more time to develop yeah. it and then yeah at the same time it's fort collins which they've been around for a while but i don't know much about their sour i don't know about the souring program but the rest of their portfolio i don't pay very much attention to mm-hmm. What else do they have? Because oh, they've never had their stuff from Fort Collins before. I just got into the real grittiness of my glass. Woo! That made me pucker up. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I bet, that's, I bet that's true. Fort Collins also makes sodas, right? So they also have a line of... Do, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I think is the time where we do the ranking. It is ranking time. Ranking time. This is nothing has jumped out to me as being exceptional yet. What beer is that? I don't even remember what one. This is the other one. This oh, is like okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that beer. That that shows you where you know it's probably lower on the list than others. Um, yeah, nothing is here has been like oh this is amazing, but. There has been some good stuff in here, and certainly better than other Arizona shows we've done. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not all Arizona. Um, only four are Arizona? Close enough. All right, so <laughs> I got my rankings. I'll start from the bottom. Uh, I'm going to put the Four Peaks Kilt Lifter in last place. It was just too Irish. Too Irish. Just, that, that, like I said, there's only one Irish Jeff red. Jeff doesn't like Irish. There's only one Irish red. Actually, he loves Irish whiskey. So, No, scotch. Scotch. Irish scotch. Scotch whiskey. Scotch whiskey. Scotch whiskey. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Don't like the Irish whiskey. I've never really tried much Irish whiskey other than Jameson's, but I do not care for Jameson's either. So, um, yeah. So, the Kilt Lifter was not, you know, what I think of when I think of, you know, art, archetype of a Scottish ale. Uh, I'll put that last place. I'm gonna put this Fort Collins in fifth place. It just, I good for them. Good for them doing a pounder can can conditioned old brune. Oh. Their culture just needs more development mm. before it makes a great beer. 
I'm going to put the Firestone Walker in fourth place. It's probably the lowest I've ever ranked a Firestone Walker beer. I just thought the beer was too sweet, not necessarily drinkable. I think it would go good with food, like a, a tangy right. salad, right. a fish, like you said. You know, I was thinking like a fish taco or something would go really well with like a kind of a mango chutney or something. It would go really well with that beer, but by itself, eh. I'm going to put the Mother Road Kolsch in third place. Uh, re- I really liked that beer. I would have... Liked it even more if it was a little bit drier, a little bit more continental and traditional. But uh, it was most of the way there. I liked how that beer mm. played out. I'm going to put the Barrio uh, Citrozona IPA in second place. Uh, big saturated hop flavor. They really knew how to make the hops pop in there. It was good. It was a little... We talked about pine trees an awful lot in that review. Yes. And... I would have liked it better if we would have talked about pine trees a little bit less in that beer, in that review. Okay. So a little too piney, but uh, good overall. And then this Borderlands, Borderlands, uh, Citrona. That's why I said Lons, because I was getting ready for Citrona. Citrona, yes, okay. Um, Southwestern style Goza, which had big lime flavor. It had the cardamom and the coriander, which were well restrained. I just thought that was a re- 6% Goza, so a little bit stronger than your average Goza. I, that beer rocked it. I really like that beer. Hmm. Mm. I need to adjust these because I, I realized I put the, something in the wrong place. <laughs> okay, so my rankings are a little bit different, but not too different. Uh, I'm going to put, also put Port Peaks in the last place, mostly just because I'm not a huge fan of, of, of the style in general. Uh, but I think it was well done, and, and especially if you look at it like a, from that 1998 era, right? <laughs> a classic beer. Yeah, a classic beer. If, if, if you look at it from that, it's like, like when we did the um, Ballantine. Like I, I sort of gave that a little bit of, of leeway because it's an older... IPA, and I was like, okay, well, this is something that's different. Pac-Man used to be a hell of a video game. It, it, it still is, kind <laughs> of. Um, I, I've, I don't know if you ever played Pac-Man uh, Championship Edition, but they've, they've done some interesting things to remake the video game and do it in an interesting way. Okay. To... Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the point being that you can change up an, an old thing and make it new again in, in various ways. Uh, in fourth place, I'm going to put the Mother Road. Uh, didn't jive with me as much as when I had it down uh, there, but still, it was well done. I think Flight may have played a role, because I think we had all these you know, this sweet and light stuff right up before it. Right. Um, in third place, I'm going to put the uh, th- this one we're drinking now, the, the Fort Collins. Uh, yeah, I, I admire the, the attempt and the effort to put an Albert in a can. And I think that there's, you could definitely feel like in two years or three years of the same recipe in a more advanced culture, this could really be something special. But it needs more time. But right. I think it's interesting. Uh, and second place, Barrio. Uh, 2.5-ish, but still pretty good. And I liked what was going on. I really liked the aroma. I kind of wish some of the aroma... Carry yeah. through more of the flavor, but I'm going to put the uh, the goza in first place. I think that was really well done. <coughs> Nicholas, okay, so um, my list is different than uh, which is nice. I, I I enjoy when I come here and all of our lists are different. <laughs> um, and in last place, so I guess that's uh, sixth place. Uh, I will be putting the Fort Collins. Okay. And my main reasoning behind that is because I, I poured I you all the crap in your glass. Is that the main reason? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just the spite. No, <laughs> um, it was. I didn't really know what to pinpoint. Okay, it, to yeah. me, it was a little all over the place, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really sure what to yeah. expect of it. Yeah, and I kind of definitely fair. Yeah, and I kind I agree completely. And like I said, I haven't gotten into dry log when they were in their experimental first learning developing, but I can see how. This will, because I love those sour ales, those Belgium style ales. So I think, yeah, that's going to grow into something that's really good in a couple years. After that, I need to bring down to the 805, the blonde, which is the Firestone. Um, I really enjoyed that it was like a sweet and light, and it, uh, and everything about it, it was, but it didn't stick out to me. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. 
if it's on bar, I'll I'll order it. I mean, it wasn't like anything I disliked. Nothing was ruined tonight, which was nice. Yeah, nothing was out of really yeah. out of whack or anything of the sort. Following that, oh, what did I do? Sorry about that. I will be putting the Kolsch, the Mother Road. So what is that? Fourth place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I enjoyed that. It wasn't really super sweet. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to bring back an old word that I brought, uh, smooth cality. <laughs> I thought it was just very smooth and just, it, it was a good drink. And it was something that I would like to drink after mowing the lawn kind of thing. It was light. It was refreshing. It wasn't overpowering or anything of the sort, at least that I thought. Then following that, I'm putting the kilt lifter. Now I know my experience with Scottish are not as experienced mm-hmm. as you guys. But the one thing that really attracted to me was, one, I just enjoyed the flavor of it. I didn't really care if it kind of broke the rules of what is traditional of it. Right. I enjoyed the flavor right. of it. I like the very light oh, smoke. Don't get me wrong. I didn't knock it because it was off style. Mm-hmm. I knocked it because it had flavors of a beer I hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's just more of like that's like my mentality of it i enjoyed the light smokiness of it i liked the little toffee that was kind of thrown in and i i i really thought it was a good beer um there from there i will go to the citrusona the barrio i just like this that bitterness and maybe it could also become because we had it after like a couple of very light beers mm-hmm. so hitting that Hard, hoppy right. bitterness was something that really pushed me into that direction. Even though it tastes like that pine tree that your brother made you eat? It was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. For making Thank you, brother, bread. for abusing me. And lastly, I will be putting the Borderlands uh, Citrata. And I just... Firstly? Huh? Firstly? Lastly and firstly. Lastly. yeah. Well, yes. Finally. Last, finally, finally, I'll be putting, yes. Lastly. lastly See, this is why I like right. going from... Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the first place, I would like to put that one. Um, I enjoyed the level. It had a good balance level of sour mm-hmm. and salt, and I just thought that was like exactly what my palate wanted at that moment. Well, all three of us agree. Borderlands, right? It was Borderlands a heck of a trying. beer. Yeah. Good so, job, Borderlands. 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 Borderlands Citrana. <laughs> Citrana. Citrana. Borderlands. I got downtown. <laughs> For those of you who love Pittsburgh accents, <laughs> all three of you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We are released under the Creative Commons license. We use at craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to contact us, uh, Twitter is the best way at Craft Beer Radio. I'm at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. And NE Jones Music. NE Jones Music. Is it at any Jones music? N E as in Edward. Uh-huh. Jones. Did you change it? No, it's it not any Jones. It's just any Jones. Is any Jones music? N N E Jones music. music. Yeah. Huh. Right. I thought for sure your name was spelled out before, but okay. <laughs> Too much beer. <laughs> uh, have you tried Nikki Jones? <laughs> or do you not want to be called? Nikki? No, it was. Um, I I lost my my that old Twitter account got hacked, so I had uh, to make a new one. Oh, so that's why yeah, it Jones? used to be at the Nick Jones. It, oh. it was that because I don't like numbers and stuff like that. But it got hacked, so I had to change it. Oh, that sucks. The Nick Jones. It's Nick Jones is pretty good. Yeah, because that's that's cool. Cause the, it's quick and feels. easy too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, there's another guy that's really cool that has the in the front, the real Donald. Huge. <laughs> 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 Biggest thing you've ever seen. Best right. craft beer radio show ever. <laughs> it's not a horrible. No, it, it, that's a much better Donald impression than I can do, yes. and then you can do. Yeah, you're you're among the elite of people that like. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely, huge <laughs> best impression you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Thank Play you. us out, Jackson. <laughs>